This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tonight, we're on the Ukrainian-Polish border with the news that President Biden will head to Europe and join 30 NATO leaders in an emergency Russia meeting. Tonight, Russia advances toward the capital of Ukraine as the mayor warns of a dangerous moment ahead and Russia has fired nearly 1,000 missiles. Plus, the three European leaders who traveled to the war zone to show solidarity with President Zelensky. A CBS News exclusive. Our visit with American soldiers here in Poland and an up-close look at the Patriot missiles that just arrived. We are actually just 50 miles from the border with Ukraine, and they are manning this air defense system 24-7. Russian protest. The extraordinary bravery of a TV journalist crashing a live broadcast in Russia. Tonight, her new message and the punishment from the Kremlin. Surrogate babies stranded will take you inside the basement nursery. The agony as biological parents don't know when they'll greet their children. The day's other top headlines. The homeless killer suspect arrested. Pfizer's next booster shot. And is daylight saving time a thing of the past? This is a special edition of the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting tonight from the border of Ukraine and Poland. Good evening and thank you for joining us from the border of Ukraine and Poland. Tonight, the third week of the war brought more bombs and destruction and more deaths and despair. Russia's bombardment of Kyiv picked up with near constant shelling and airstrikes of residential buildings. A senior defense official says Russia has now fired nearly 1,000 missiles. 
Tomorrow, Ukrainian President Zelensky will make a direct appeal to Congress for more support. There's also some sad news tonight that more journalists have been killed. Fox News announced that cameraman Pierre Zakshevsky was killed during yesterday's attack that injured reporter Benjamin Hall, who remains hospitalized tonight. And Alexandra Kushinova, a local Ukrainian journalist working with the Fox News crew, was also killed in the same attack. She was just 24 years old. Well, the number of refugees fleeing Ukraine has now topped 3 million, pushing humanitarian aid efforts in neighboring countries like where we are to the breaking point. And tonight, the growing list of companies suspending operations in Russia, including our own parent company, Paramount. We have a lot of news to get to tonight, but first, CBS's Chris Livesay joins us from Ukraine's third largest city of Odessa. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. A 35-hour curfew is in effect in Kyiv until Thursday morning. This after renewed shelling struck the capital and across the country. It's a war without rest for the living or the dead. The air raid sirens interrupt a funeral for Ukrainian soldiers in the city of Lviv. But now, almost three weeks since Russia's invasion began, these mourners hardly flinch. Many now numb to the relentless death and destruction. In Ukraine's second largest city of Kharkiv, more than 600 buildings have been crushed by shelling since the start of the war. Schools, nurseries, hospitals, and homes. This woman can barely be rescued before Russian jets come back to haunt her. And today, Kyiv was once again hit, killing at least four people inside their apartments. The latest violence making it even more stunning that the prime ministers from Poland, the Czech Republic and Slovenia are risking their lives to meet Ukraine's president in the capital, a bold show of support for the independence of Ukraine, a country that continues to defy the odds and blunt Russia's offensive despite setbacks. This video from the Russian Defense Ministry is said to show destroyed Ukrainian military vehicles in the Kherson region and Russian soldiers with captured Western-made weapons. But in the coastal city of Mykolaiv, Ukraine is repelling fierce nightly onslaughts and has captured some weapons of its own. Ukraine isn't just defeating Russians in battle, it is capturing their armored vehicles and turning them against them. This one was clearly captured by force and then swiftly put to the front lines in the information war. The local governor, Vitaly Kim, shows off the spoils in a video that's gone viral and helped galvanize a local resistance he credits with slowing and possibly stopping the Russians on their rampage along Ukraine's Black Sea coast. For now, uh, we're trying to regroup and to put them back because they have no supplies, no gas, no will. They have they all demoralized. And how long will you have to fight the enemy? Mm, to, to the victory or to the death. There's two ways only. And tonight, a senior Ukrainian aide says talks with Russia over ending the war are, quote, very difficult, but there's room for compromise. Those peace talks continue tomorrow. Nora. Chris Livesay, thank you. 
Well, there's big news back home tonight. The White House announcing that President Biden will head to Europe to meet with NATO leaders. And it comes as Ukraine's President Zelensky said today he understands that his country won't be able to join the NATO alliance. CBS's Weijia Jiang reports from the White House. With Vladimir Putin's siege of Ukraine intensifying, President Biden will join a historic meeting of all 30 NATO countries in Brussels next week to figure out how to stop the bloodshed. It's not clear whether he'll meet with the Ukrainian president, who will virtually address Congress tomorrow and is expected to call for more fighter jets and a no-fly zone over Ukraine to stem the Russian air assault. Today, Zelensky made an emotional case to Canada's parliament to, quote, please close the sky. But President Biden, who signed legislation delivering billions in military and humanitarian aid to Ukraine, has said a no-fly zone could lead to an all-out war because NATO pilots would directly engage with the Russians. That's called World War III. Still, there are growing calls from lawmakers in both parties to send Polish MiGs to bolster Ukraine's air force. My concern is if we don't help them to control the bombardments from the skies, that the Russian military will dominate entirely. There's no time to waste. Zelensky and other Ukrainian officials have made so clear that what they believe they need the most is more warplanes and fighter jets. So why is the U.S. assessing something different. The Ukrainian Air Force has several squadrons of fully mission-capable aircraft. Meanwhile, Moscow is taking action against the U.S., slapping sanctions on the president, his top defense and national security advisors, as well as his son Hunter and Hillary Clinton. Press Secretary Jen Psaki is on the list, too. Won't surprise any of you uh, that none of us are planning uh, tourist trips to Russia. None of us have bank accounts that we won't be able to access. President Zelensky is set to speak for about 15 minutes tomorrow during that speech to Congress, and almost all members are expected to attend. He hopes to apply direct pressure to lawmakers to push the White House to shift its position on those fighter jets, which at this point is unlikely. Nora? That'll be extraordinary to watch. Weijia Jiang at the White House, thank you. Vladimir Putin's invasion is the biggest test for NATO since the Cold War. And tonight, not far from where we are now, the U.S. State of, has state-of-the-art defense systems in the ready position to deter the Russians. And we got an exclusive up-close look. We're just about 50 miles from Ukraine. That is correct, yes, ma'am. Here at an airport in eastern Poland, a new major show of American force designed to deter Russian aggression. Two Patriot missile batteries, among the most sophisticated air defense systems on the planet. For security reasons, we've been asked not to name the battery commander or show his face. So what capability does this have? All of these missiles are designed uh, to defeat tactical ballistic missiles, designed to defeat uh, cruise-type missiles, as well as aircraft. Defeat threats by shooting them out of the sky. If the missile is intentional or it's just an errant missile, what can this do? Uh, well, uh, regardless of intentional uh, or, or accidental, uh, the system actually does not have a means of discriminating against those. It identifies threats, and we have the ability of defeating those threats. When did it get here? So these systems have been on ground for about a week. I feel like things are ramping up. Well, so I know there's a lot of, uh, a lot of tensions right now. Tensions high as the war gets closer to NATO's doorstep. 
A Russian missile hit a military facility just 15 miles from the Polish border on Sunday. And local reports say a suspected Russian drone was found in Romania. It's not just the U.S. adding Patriot missiles. Germany and the Netherlands are deploying them too. The airport we visited is also used as a way station for weapons going to Ukraine. Today we saw what appeared to be a convoy of trucks leaving the airport, heading for the border. The U.S. is bringing in more than just weapons. There are now 100,000 U.S. troops operating in Europe for the first time since 2005, including those at the site of the Patriot batteries. Major General Gregory Brady is in charge of the Army's missile defense systems throughout Europe. We saw two uh, Patriot missile systems today. How would you describe their state of readiness? Well, we always are maintaining a high level of readiness. They are here ready to defend against any type of aerial threats uh, that could threaten NATO territories. Ready for anything and always on alert. They just told us we had to go. This Humvee just pulled up and said, it's time to leave. That was our exclusive tonight with American soldiers here. We're also learning more tonight about the fate of a Russian state TV employee who staged a bold on-air protest against Putin's war. She appeared in a Moscow courtroom today. Here's CBS's Deborah Pata. An extraordinary act of defiance in a country where there is zero tolerance for criticism of Russia's war on Ukraine. Marina Ofsanikova, an editor for Russia's state-run Channel One, bursting onto the set of the nightly newscast, shouting, stop the war, no to war, and holding a sign saying, don't believe propaganda, they are lying to you here, before the channel switched to a different report. In a video posted online before her demonstration, she explained she was ashamed she'd let the Russian people be, quote, zombified. Ofsanikova was promptly arrested and appeared in court today where she was fined $280 for an illegal protest. Speaking outside the court, she said she was exhausted and needed to rest after being questioned for over 14 hours with no legal assistance. There are fears she could still face more serious charges at a later stage. It's not the first time Russians have spoken out against the war. There have been widespread protests across the country with as many as 15,000 police arrests. Earlier this month, the Kremlin passed a law that carries up to 15 years in prison for spreading any views on the military it deems false. We've seen with many dissidents Harm finds them later in life um, when Putin's uh, thugs exact their revenge. Deborah Padder, CBS News, London. Back here, nearly half of the three million refugees that have fled Ukraine are children while millions of others remain behind. Some of the most innocent victims trapped in the crosshairs of the war are those whose lives are just beginning. We'll get more on that from CBS's Charlie Daggett in Kyiv. <laughs> the sound of new life below ground drowns out the air raid sirens and explosions above, a basement serving as a bomb shelter nursery for 21 surrogate babies. When the war broke out, it became too risky for their biological parents to come and get them. 
I think he's hungry. <laughs> Hecka and Gerhard Goetzschuk's journey from Germany to pick up their son Leonard meant braving a 12-hour train ride straight into the war zone. You must have thought when the war started, you have a son here. We have to go. It's horrible. Horrible. And, um, but we, we want to, early took them home uh, where he is safe. Under Ukrainian law, biological parents have to be present in order to claim their nationality and citizenship, which leaves these babies in a sort of legal limbo. Of course, there is a more pressing and urgent concern. If this war worsens, how can these babies be kept safe? For now, it's down to this small team of nannies. Antonina says staff sleep for an hour at a time. It's very scary here, she says, looking after these defenseless babies. We can only hope it's over soon. It may be over soon for Leonard and his parents after the long train ride back to the Polish border. I think I can later told him what it's happened this one, this time. Maybe, I don't know. We, we risk our life for him and that's it. <laughs> The surrogacy industry in Ukraine is thought to be one of the biggest in the world. It's one of the few countries to offer surrogacy to foreigners, including Americans. By some estimates, there may be as many as 500 women carrying babies for foreign parents. Nora. Such an incredible story. Charlie Daggett, thank you. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. There are a number of big pandemic headlines tonight. This just in, Pfizer is requesting FDA authorization for an additional COVID booster for seniors. It would be a fourth dose to maximize protection for those 65 and older. And as the CDC continues to track new COVID cases, it says that nearly one in four new infections in the U.S. are from that new strain of the Omicron variant known as BA2. And this breaking news just coming in, the White House tonight announcing that second gentleman Doug Emhoff, Vice President Kamala Harris's husband, has tested positive for COVID. The vice president, they say, has tested negative. And we're getting new details tonight on the arrest of the suspected gunman in a string of attacks on homeless men in Washington, D.C. and New York City. 30-year-old Gerald, Gerald Brevard was arrested early today near a D.C. gas station. He was being tracked by ATF agents after police received an anonymous tip. Brevard is accused of killing two homeless men and wounding three others. There is no word yet on the motive. Right, the Senate today approved a proposal to make daylight saving time permanent. If passed by the House and signed by President Biden, Americans would no longer have to set their clocks back an hour and lose afternoon daylight in the fall. It wouldn't take effect until November 2023 to give the transportation industry time to adjust its schedule. I kind of think it's a good idea. From around the world, people have all come together to support Ukraine. And last night in New York City, the opera world took center stage to show their support through the power of music. 
Here's CBS's Jim Axelrod. It wasn't hard to figure out what was going on at the Metropolitan Opera House in New York last night. We feel that we are not alone, you know. It's the whole world uh, with us. Vladislav Boyelsky is a 24-year-old from the coastal city of Berdyansk, now occupied by Russian troops. Not just any 24-year-old, but a bass baritone in the Mets' Young Artist Program who led the chorus in the Ukrainian National Anthem. The concert was the idea of the Mets' general manager, Peter Gell. We're not canceling uh, Russian art. We're, we want to cancel Putin. Is that the maximum on the chorus? Who's taken a strong stand, severing the Mets' ties with supporters of Vladimir Putin, including popular diva Anna Netrebko, a personal friend. No matter how great an artist she is, once uh, Putin uh, started murdering the Ukrainians, it was clear that we couldn't possibly continue with her. The concert was broadcast in Ukraine, where Brielski's mother and grandmother are, with no heat, no electricity, and spotty cell phone service. What happens when she's not able to answer? Oh, it's heartbreaking, you know. Last night, Vlad and 200 of his friends tried to mend those hearts with a call of love they didn't need a phone to make. Jim Axelrod, CBS News, New York. Just beautiful. A reminder about the power of music. Tomorrow, CBS News will have live coverage of Ukrainian President Zelensky's virtual address to Congress. That's at approximately 9 a.m. Eastern Time. That is tonight's special edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell from the border of Poland and Ukraine. When you're committed to raising the standard, you're bound to ruffle some feathers. At Happy Egg, we like to say we farm differently. But in reality, we produce eggs the way people used to, by partnering with local small family farmers who raise our happy hens on eight or more acres. Because in our opinion, farming shouldn't be complicated. It should be happy. Choose happy with Happy Egg. Visit happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.